Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Guys, huge news. After a year of recording remotely on Zoom, we are finally going live again. We're recording two episodes back to back every single month in London. We're doing a London residency. Genuinely could not be more excited. And it's at the Museum of Comedy. It's a fantastic venue and you can come and see one show or you can stay for the double header. Shows are at 7 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. Our first show is on the 20th of July and then 31st of August, 28th of September, 26th of October. Those are all Tuesdays. It's Tipsy Tuesday. Tickets can be purchased from www.drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Residency. 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 <laughs> Tipsy Tuesdays. Drunk women solving crime. Drunk women. Drunk women solving crime. Drunk women. Now it's time. Drunk women solving this is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. Was it her mother? (laughs) (laughs) I love the story of the woman trying to help you with these clues. They're so not allowed to do that. (laughs) Ayla's mind is in the gutter. Honk, honk. (laughs) It's getting more urgent, you see. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. 
Hello and welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. Today we are joined by comedian, writer, podcaster, Rachel Krieger. Yay! Hey, Rachel. Rachel, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing really well. And it's so nice to have a round of applause after 15 months of lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> I tried and tried to convince my kids to do a round of applause every time I come in the room, but they just... <laughs> <laughs> you should maybe sort of like, um, I don't know, stop feeding them until they do it. I think you can... <laughs> yeah, I'm offering chocolate buttons to get them to do stuff like they don't want to do. So like, I think yours are probably too old for chocolate buttons. Right? I think their argument would be, I should be funny. And then it would be the same. <laughs> Okay, sassy, sassy kids. Um, (laughs) Well, Rachel, we always kick off this podcast by saying one question. Have you ever been the victim of a crime? I have. I've been a victim of a few quite weird crimes. Go on. I thought I'll bring you like a mini one and then a slightly less mini one. Um, So the slightly minier one is that years ago, I can tell you it was about 27 years ago, um, my husband and I went to live in Minsk in Belarus We went to work in the Jewish community there as sort of outreach workers. And that sounds quite weird. Like uh, they wanted us. It's a part of a (laughs) No, sorry. (laughs) Just didn't sound weird. I'm just to help everyone that's as ignorant as me. I've only ever heard of Minsk from friends when China's going to move there to get away from Janice. Yeah. Now he moves. No, he's moving to, to Yemen. Yemen. Minsk is where Phoebe's Yemen boyfriend. Oh, yeah, damn. Phoebe's boyfriend David. He moves there. He moves and, to Minsk. Yeah. Min- I mean, he Min- lived around Minsk. the corner to us. Oh wow. Uh, he was way less involved in the Jewish community, but I'm not judging. Okay. I'm just, I'm just telling you. He just um, he's not as helpful. Not as helpful at all. <laughs> David, what can I say? But yeah, so we, we went to work in Minsk and at the time it was a new country. It was just after Glasnost when all the states had separated. You can do GCSE history if you want. And at that time, the general stuff was run by the Russian mafia. So wow. an example I can give you, and this was like completely normal and everyone knew about it. It wasn't a secret, was if you wanted to travel somewhere by train, you'd go to the main station, like the central station, and you'd go up to the little ticket booth and you'd say, to the nice lady uh hello i'd like a ticket to moscow and she'd say okay no problem and then she would come out of her booth and go over to a guy standing (laughs) under a pillar in a suit with a thing in his ear and uh, i don't know i'm imagining he has something on his watch but i don't really remember that it just feels like that sort of thing but she'd go over to the to the tough guy by the pillar and she'd say obviously they're two foreigners who want to go to moscow and he would uh you know make a few calculations and then he'd say to her an amount of money. So she would come back in and she'd say, right, that will be a hundred rubles. And you'd give her a hundred rubles and she'd carefully put a proportion of it into the till and then pop back round to big boy and give him the remainder. And that was sort of quite normal. So I don't know if that's being a victim of crime because that was... I don't know if state sanctioned really. Um, yeah. just everybody knew about it and it was sort of fine. State if you wanted sanctioned. to change money or whatever, it was always these guys. But uh, the sort know. of... Slightly. Yeah, it's, it's kind of what Virgin story. does with trains, though. It's just that you physically saw the money going into the guy's pocket. <laughs> yeah, it's a metaphor for everything. I mean, do you think if we always knew like how much of our money was going where, we'd ever buy a thing again? We'd all be bartering, I, I think, mean, after that. That would be the, a good sketch, wouldn't it? The man is virgin. <laughs> That's wild. I, so obviously no one would refuse but I guess you could say no thank you like if the amount was too high but you just have to walk well, yeah would You'd anyone ever haggle not today I, I mean I'm guessing nobody haggled I think we just went 
thank you very much. And uh, also because at that time with the exchange rate, um, the pound was very, very strong. So it made no difference really right. to us. It was just like quite a fascinating, yeah. quite a fascinating aspect of life. There. Yes. But the sort of personal victim of crime story mm. I thought I'd share with you is that a few years ago, I was the victim of identity fraud. Ooh. And it was a quite surreal experience because it, it's funny you mentioned Friends. It very much <laughs> echoed the experience of Monica in Friends oh. when she's a victim of identity fraud. So somebody set up, I don't know if it's a person or a whole fleet of thieves, but they set up 10 accounts in my name Ooh. for TV uh, subscriptions and oh. for um, wow. phone companies. And quite interestingly, a few were with banks. And, you know, I'm like a starving comedian. And <laughs> to open a bank account, you know, you have to put money in. And for a bit, I was slightly richer because of this. But, uh, yeah, they opened up all these accounts and suddenly I, I realised because BT phoned us to say, we're so sorry you're leaving us. And I was like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And oh. then we had, I think, quite an emotional conversation. Like, <laughs> relationship was breaking up. But, uh, yeah, so we, when we discovered what was going on, we explored it. We went to the police. We got a crime number and they gave us all this advice. And actually, uh, Bennett Aaron, if you know him, he's an expert in this. He helped me to uh, find out what I had to do. And then I tried closing these accounts and I phoned all the companies and I gave them my details and I gave them the uh, crime number. And they kept asking me for my security information because, you know, all these, yeah. uh, whenever oh, anyone has an account for anything, you need a security, yeah. uh, your security questions. Now, I know my security questions because they're things like your mother's maiden name or your first pet or oh, yeah. these aren't my questions, <laughs> listeners. Um, <laughs> but I didn't know the thieves' mother's maiden name oh, or no. what their first pet was called. Or any other where they the road where they grew oh, up or shit. so it was yeah. quite challenging because they they were very jobs worthy and uh-huh. it, this was it was very very difficult but eventually I got most of them sorted you and then hacked I, them I, I have many jokes about that um <laughs> But eventually I got them all sorted apart from one of the banks, like the bank that had the most transactions going in and out of it that were nothing to do with me at all. And they seemed not massively interested. And there were, it was quite a challenge for me as a performer. And I guess you'll empathize with this because I'm speaking to the person and you know, when you know, they're not really taking notes. I can sense they're not writing it down. And I said, I'd like to make sure you've got a record of this. And they said, that's fine this call is being recorded. So Mm. I said, great, can I have a copy of the recording? And they were like, no. (laughs) I realised that what upset me more than being ripped off by these people was the fact that this person wasn't listening to me. Yeah. I didn't have somebody's attention for Mm -hmm. 30 seconds. Who I didn't know and had nothing to do with. That was very... That was very traumatic, but there was an entertaining aspect of it, which is that for accounts with banks and things, they often need your middle name, right? And these people who were uh, stealing from me, I don't know if it's stealing, the identity fraudsters, is I think as a a crime podcast, you know, that's the official title, (laughs) um, they'd guessed at my middle name. Wow. And I found oh. that quite frustrating because I am a Jewish public figure. I'm very findable. <laughs> Just Google me. Look at my website. <laughs> but they'd made no effort at all 
to find out anything about me. They didn't do their research. No research, it's, mm. which I think is very <laughs> offensive. And my middle I hate initial... impersonal fraud. Oh. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's very it's very upsetting. And um, I know that this is the case because of what they guessed my middle name was. And I'm going to tell you, my middle initial is A. So I don't know. Do you want to have any guesses what my middle name might be? Hmm. Anna? No. But Grigas. Um... Yeah, oh, I really want to get this. Yeah. <laughs> Game Just on. look at my lily white face and blonde hair. Have a good guess. Ariel? <laughs> no, great guess. I mean, this is going to be your most interesting episode. Arabella. Arabella. That's a, that's a, a posh name. No, not me. I'll tell you what they uh, what they guessed it was. I won't tell you my real name because it's got to have some secrets. Um, <laughs> it was Adafalaki. Okay. Wow. Okay. That Nigerian name proves a distinct lack of Googling. Wow, uh, even Google great. Images. Wow. That's okay. awesome. That is, that is my identity fraud story. And uh, yeah. Hang Maybe. on. If we had guessed your middle name, would you have said, yes, that's it? We'll never know. Oh my God. We'd, we'd have moment. had to read her face very carefully. <laughs> You'd have had to open an account. Um, in my name. Or like was, in theory, we could just Google this. <laughs> if it's if it's out there on the internet. You can make it like a competition for listeners. What do yeah. they win? <laughs> they win an account with Sky, which I don't have. So yeah, they can have that. Well they can yeah. have that bank account. I'm that would be a, that would be a fun challenge. Who can now defraud Rachel next? <laughs> did, they, did they make you like guess at the security questions? Or did you just have to say, look, like I don't know? They didn't, but one of the banks, um, the woman felt very sorry for or the assistant. She felt very sorry for us and she just tried to give us clues. But the clues were like, <laughs> I use this and I use that. I use my pet. I use my whatever. So oh by the end God. of it, I still can open my account, but I could have hacked into hers. Right. Oh my God, that's amazing. I love the story of the woman trying to help you with these clues. They're really so cute. not allowed to do that. <laughs> that's amazing. It wasn't, it wasn't very specific. It wasn't like, it starts with an A, it's an animal with a long nose, it loves to eat ants. Um, but it was more So your middle name is Aardvark. Uh, we got, got it. <laughs> oh man, when people pleasers work in security, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, I always right. think that about like one of my security questions is like, who was your best friend at school? And like, I flip flopped so much at school. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, right, okay, are we talking year five? Are we talking year seven? Are we talking year eight? Yeah, is it before she double crossed me? Like, <laughs> yeah. is it after the geography field trip? Exactly. Like, Certain <laughs> years, was it my mum? Like, you know, yeah, <laughs> who did I put that? I hear you. And then you had your in-school best friends and your out-school best friends. It's exactly. it's a complicated yeah. matter. Yeah. yeah. Who was your best friend from youth club in 1997 would be the question that I need. Right. Yeah. November 1997. Be, oh my yeah. God. Can you imagine if like the people that wrote the questions took all this into account? And <laughs> the question was, who was your best friend before Shelley messed everything up? <laughs> well, of course, like because I put all my life out on stage all the time, my fraudsters could have really done that. I mean, they, they really they could have used they, my real best friend. They, you gave them everything. They, yeah. they could have done proper work. So oh. that just teaches you that if you're lazy, you deserve getting nothing. Like, you I mean, you deserve your poor result because that's, it's lazy. Yeah. Yeah. They drop the ball. Fraudsters do better. 
Yeah. <laughs> work harder. Yeah. Work smarter. If you're going to fraud comedians, they're all over the internet. Come on. Just YouTube. <laughs> Do you know what my next... Well, the next question that we always ask is what would you say to the people that, you know, that, that did this to you? But I guess it's try harder. But also, have you got anything to add? Um, I think I'd say learn Google. Um, <laughs> or maybe they should get one of those uh, or maybe they should get one of those business self-help books you know like there are people really into that and just read it like have a think about your career direction because whatever you do you should aim to do it the best that you can so if you if you want to be a criminal like be the best criminal don't be like Mm. a half-hearted yeah reach for the the stars yeah yeah (laughs) have some direction i'd give them i mean or change direction if you want go straight and be on the you know an innocent person from now on i like to think that the annoyance of dealing with me probably put them back onto an even keel and now they're all social workers (laughs) (laughs) now it's time for drunk women solving we are going to move on to our true crime part of the podcast. And in a very sort of Taylor Glenn on April Fool's Day way, what I thought I would do is pick a theme and choose some smaller cases around it. So these last few weeks, I've been doing some wedding planning, guys. No big deal. Oh, God. Stop going I muzzle to you? Sorry? Should I muzzle to you? Well, yeah. Well, in um, when am I getting married? April... <laughs> No, I mean, only you May, know, Hannah. Well, I'm doing wedding planning, but everything is going to be on a different day because I don't even know the day of my own wedding. But, um, but yeah, so... Rachel, how do you actually muzzle tough someone? Because I only know it as the expression muzzle tough. But how, what do you, how do you do it? That was it. I went Oh, oh so you've done it. Okay. <laughs> That's it. We're done. I'm sorry. I got really it's excited that there was like a, a ritual. All right, fine. fine. Oh, I'm such an idiot. What a wasted opportunity to pretend there was a massive ritual. How am I moment. just standing up now? And I teed it up. You'll, you'll have to put your hands on your head and then, you know. <laughs> Oh, I'm so annoyed at myself. We, I had a friend who was coming to do a workshop in my synagogue, a non-Jewish comedian friend, and he said to me, is there anything I need to know? And I said to him, you'll have to shave your beard off, I'm afraid, to come in. And he was like, what, really? So I said, yeah, yeah, no, you'll have to shave your beard off. It's an important rule for Jewish men. And he was like, oh, right. I mean, I want to be respectful. And I said, just think about what I've just said and everything you've seen about <laughs> Jewish men. How likely is that to be true? And I feel like I gave in too quickly, but really, it's not as bad as missing the muzzle tov. That's going to annoy me now forever. <laughs> it's like living on the Isle of Wight. People do ask, like, do I have to bring a passport? And the amount of people that you just go, oh, yeah. And they end up like getting a new passport, spending up upwards <laughs> of like a hundred quid. Um, oh, a, an old colleague of mine asked that about the Woolwich Ferry. So no, that's a yeah. lot. <laughs> but you know what? You're doing these people a favour. Now they have a passport. They can have a well, not in pandemic times, but other, <laughs> or in Brexit times. Yeah, they can't be spontaneous. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> but they can vote now, apparently, because you're going to need photo ID. Ridiculous. I'm going to have to call the fraudsters back up and get all my details just for the voting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What I thought we'd do, because I've been doing some wedding planning, I thought I'd take the theme of weddings and love and give them a crime-based twist. Um, So being up to the article where I got a lot of these, this was from uh, a BBC article from 2014, a guy called Jeremy Clay, who wrote a book called The Burglar Caught by a Skeleton, which I just thought was such a good name for a book. And I think it's I've ordered it. I think it's about like lots of little true crime stories, Ooh. Um, which I actually quite like. I'm quite excited to sort of just share 
tiny little stories with you. So yes. all I can picture is Kill Bill, just so you know. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first stop on the Love Bus is to a workhouse <laughs> in Deptford, London. It's 1892 and we're with a heartbroken Jack McKenna who was dying of influenza alongside his young daughter. Now, they ended up in the workhouse as a few years before, Jack's wife ran off with someone to America. First question, who did she run off with? Uh, it's no one famous or anything. It's more EastEnders than that. So think quite local. Who did Jack's wife run off with? Was it her mother? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. No, it wasn't. But it feels like you have to answer that with a Did yes. she have a girlfriend? So she ran off with her girlfriend. Interesting. Okay, we've got mother, girlfriend. That doesn't explain. It's not very often that the woman leaves and then the man ends up in the poorhouse. Did she run off with his employer? Interesting. <laughs> well, that's, that's good detective work there, actually. It is. Yeah, like logically thinking, that's a good I mean, point. in the olden days, obviously now women can do whatever they want until they hit that glass ceiling, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> and it was Jack's best friend. He's oh. always the best friend. Oh, oh no. I st- why is he in the poorhouse, though? Do you know what? I'm not sure, but that's where he ended up. Probably maybe through this illness that he couldn't work. And if you can't work back in the oh. Victorian days, that's it. Um, um, for a start, I've got to say, I love a man who has a best friend. Adorable. <laughs> I just really like that. <laughs> <laughs> Men should have more friends. Yes, I, I this agree. is a good thing for them. I think yeah. so. I think so. Um, I'm just trying to think of like, a, what's the like kind of manly version of those necklaces that say best friends? <laughs> that, like, Shoes? Like one shoe each? <laughs> one shoe each? Yeah. Well, you like, you get two pairs of shoes that are the same. But like Ooh, one of your rights on your right testicles. shoe and one of your rights on your left shoe. I like it. I like it. Do Men. Know. Left ball, right ball. Left ball, right I'm ball. I'm on it. <laughs> I mean, that's, that is a commitment. I'd and say. one and like one would hang slightly lower than the other. And he'd be like, I'm Jack. You're Ben. You're lower. And then he's like, lower. I'm fucking your wife. See, I'm just bringing it back to the case. <laughs> She's moved to California with Jack's best friend, whilst Jack and his daughter only had a few shillings to live on. Um, oh so they moved to America to make their fortune. What do you think they were doing? Why, why would people move to America in the 1890s? 1890s? I mean, you're about to discover how little I know about history. I don't <laughs> even read fiction books that are set before the year I was born, because I don't know. <laughs> was it to do with a gold rush? Okay, we've got gold rush. Any advance on gold rush? Well, that's where my head went, and I'm from the damn place, and I'm like, when was the gold rush? Because when you say California, that's just where my head goes, like, head west. I'm going to go, was it that they were like, America was expanding into, you know, territories, and then they were like giving free land to like married couples or something? Okay, again, loving this logical brain. But actually, uh, Miss, I don't know anything about history. It was the gold rush. No way. Please, can you just call my mum quickly and tell her? (laughs) She'll just be so happy I need the answer to something. (laughs) Do you know what? The amount of times on this podcast where I've just like guessed something and it's been right and it's based, like literally based on nothing. Like I don't know where any of my knowledge comes from, but um, they went to mine for gold, leaving Jack and his daughter. And within a couple of years, Jack and his daughter had both caught flu and were dying in the workhouse. One day, someone turns up and asks for Jack by name. 
Who do we think it is? A fairy godmother who's really dropped the ball. (laughs) (laughs) Is it a relative? I'm hoping it's good news. Like, I want this to have a nice little happy ending. It probably does not. Oh, it's going to be the priest or something, isn't it? I'm your rich Aunt Edna. <laughs> it's going to be like, I'll do the death rites. You're dying. <laughs> How many years later was it after they'd left? A couple of years oh, later. Uh, I was going to say it was their child, but no, that would be yeah, down in town, unaccompanied minor travelling <laughs> yeah. in the 1890s. Toddling. Was, <laughs> um, was it a, a private investigator? Ooh, nice. Ooh, that's nice. a good guess. That is a good guess. I'll tell you who it was. It was his wife. Begging no, him to really come back. Was. I was thinking it's one of those two come back. Damn. Right. Yeah. It turns out his best friend had died and she'd come back begging forgiveness. What do we think, Jack? Do we think, did he take her back? I mean, he's quite in quite poor shape. I imagine from the workhouse and the flu, I, I suspect there wasn't a vaccination program. So yeah. uh, I think probably for the comfort and to help look after the daughter, I think he would take her back. Yeah. I think he tried really hard not to, but when she grinned and it was all gold teeth, he was like, well, <laughs> I cannot say no to that. I mean, the thing is he's in horrific conditions. So I reckon he says yes. But maybe in a kind of resentful way that he sort of takes her back, but always niggles about it when you know always whatever she says go. or does whether there's like a mutter under the breath about <laughs> yeah, it. well at least I, I didn't s- run off to America oh sorry what were we talking about <laughs> yeah since we're talking milk- about friends <laughs> yeah sorry go on no 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 I was just thinking like it's there we were on a break it's gold rush <laughs> <laughs> don't mention the gold rush what kind of milk do you want in your tea American milk I don't know I think it'll be like <laughs> Passags all the time. Yeah. yeah. If anything, like, I'm surprised that she went back. Like, you can't fuck someone over that hard and then just be like, I think I'll pop back. Um, but he- I don't think you watch the same television programmes that I watch. <laughs> <laughs> no. she, he did, yeah. Um, and nurse, she nursed him and their daughter back to health. But there's a little twist in the tale as to what happened next. What do you think happened? Oh, no. Oh, oh, she gets accused of murdering the guy. Oh, okay. The dead guy. She's accused of murdering the best friend. Yeah. I don't think I can top that. I was going to say that the baby runs away to America, but it's the same issue, isn't it, with the unaccompanied minor? Um, uh, <laughs> I, I like, can I say the same as Katie? <laughs> yeah, we do that all the time. Is, you know, <laughs> female workplace. <laughs> I've listened to a lot of episodes of this, but I've never registered whether ever anyone says, oh, I just agree with that person. No, I do it all the time. I'm about oh, to start yeah. doing it. Absolutely. I nearly did it with your Gold Rush one, but did I thought, oh, well, try and be different. Oh. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Accus- accused of something nefarious, murdering the murdering the geezer. Okay. Yeah. You're saying there's a twist it's in a the tw- story. It's a twist. My head went to, it, it might just because we've had cases like this recently, that it's not actually his wife. It's someone posing <gasps> as her. Ooh. But what would you stand to gain from a fluey man with no money? <laughs> I mean, it depends what you're leaving. Yeah. True. That's, that's a very good point, too. Well, yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, what is it? What is it? Well, she caught the flu from him. Shut up. She I mean, died of pneumonia. And then all the money that she and his best friend had earned in the gold rush was suddenly Jack's. 
This wow. is like a beautiful story of, you know, karma. Yeah. It is, isn't wow. it? Yeah. It's like Twilight Zone meets karma. So yeah. how much do you think he was left with? You can do it in oh. that money or like today's money. Okay. Just sorry, just, I know we need to think of the money, but like, one, just wait one little second here. She nurses him back to health and the daughter back to health. She then gets ill. Is nobody nursing her back to health? Is he just like, we can make your own he's going, Like he's, he's saying, oh, they probably had doctors in America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, bringing it up. Because like, if someone's nursing you back, like if she, if he's got a version that you can recover from and she's caught it from him, in theory, she could recover too. It just feels like she took better care of him than he did of her. Okay. Maybe he was only partially nursing her, like fake nursing. Like his fingers yeah. were crossed. He'd be like, they're there, but his fingers were crossed behind his back. I don't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Maybe have empathy. Maybe he coughed in her tea. <laughs> I just, I know he might still be bitter and stuff. Does he know she's got money? The equivalent of today's uh, money, two million pounds, Hannah. <gasps> okay, we've gone in at two million. That's bold. What have we, um, but not necessarily wrong. All right, 600 million. <laughs> I was going to go for this. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm going to go for a hundred thousand because schlepping all that gold back that that would have been heavy. Yes, yeah, it is heavy. That's realistically, true. how much yeah. can you bring? Well, I'll tell you what. It was. In today's money, one point two million. Ooh. Nice. And in olden timeies money, it was like sixty two thousand. Um, wow. So if Rachel, you could argue that you were going in old money, so a hundred thousand yeah. was quite close. It was Do very similar what- to what's happened with my rent. <laughs> um, do, do we know what became of the best friend? He died. He died. That's why she came back. But we don't know how. We don't know how. This is the thing about the like, I like the most of these tales have a little kind of like twist to them, but we don't yeah. actually know that much about them. Yeah, no, that's fine. I just wonder, I wonder if she like bumped him off. Well, I heard he was allergic to gold. <laughs> It makes him go green like the Elizabeth Duke stuff you can get from like <laughs> yeah. um, So the next start on the love bus is Marion, Virginia. Toot, toot. I feel like we need a sound effect for the love bus. <laughs> meep, meep. Thank you very much. Um, we're in the same time frame, so we're in the 1880s, and this time we're with 18-year-old Millie Downs. Now, Millie's lover, James Fontelroy, was in jail, accused of attempting to kill someone who fancied her. Wow, um, his name is Fauntleroy and he's in jail. Yeah, is that a posh name, Fauntleroy? I yeah, feel Little like Lord it's, Fauntleroy, it's a thing. It's, it's like a, a mean, like, yeah, it's an insult to call someone posh. Like, oh, you're too posh to do this. Yeah. That's because of that book. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a book, a yeah, story. Yeah. Oh, so that's where, it, that's where it comes from. I, yeah. That is his name. Um, but yeah, he was in jail, accused of killing, um, well, attempting to kill someone else who was you okay. know, after her affections. Um, so Molly, on the night in question, turned up on the prison grounds uh, with two men at midnight. What do you think she was planning to do? Wait, was it Molly or Millie? I heard Millie. Is it Millie or Molly? This uh, makes all the difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's Molly. Molly. Oh, so can goodness. you ask the question again? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> what are her and the men going to do at the prison? Yeah, she turns up uh, at night uh, mm-hmm. on the prison grounds with two men at midnight. What do you think she's doing there? What's her plan? Well, it's either to break him out or to kill him. Okay. 
It's got to be to break the world, unless she fancied the other guy more that he killed. Right, so he's he's killed somebody that she was in love with. Okay. Maybe she came to do some kind of show when they were her backup dancers because it can <laughs> yeah. get lonely in prison. <laughs> we got could use a bit of entertainment. I like that. Look, Johnny Cash got started that way. A lot of very fine musicians. Jailhouse Rock. See? Massive hit. Yeah. No. I'm wondering Maybe. why the two men, because I feel like, yes, she's going to break him out, although there could be a twist on this. But if, what, what would you use two men for? I automatically go like brute force. So what was the setup of the prison? Okay. One of them will create a diversion. The other one will break the bars open like a cartoon. One of them will tell you how much a train ticket costs. <laughs> <laughs> In Minsk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll give you a clue. One okay. of them was a priest. Oh, so maybe oh. so to like uh, support him in. She, she must have assumed that he was going to be found guilty, and so she came to support him in his final hours and get the. Is it called the last rites? Last yes, rites. it is. But it sounds like she's going to kill him and do the last rites and then kill him. One of them's a priest to do the last rites, and then the other one's a murderer. To it's kill. really That's, nice to bring a priest along when you're going to kill somebody. It's very yeah, respectful. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> That's optimum passive aggressive, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to kill you. You can say your last rites first. You might get into heaven. Here we go. It's next level. I'm quite impressed. <laughs> Do you know what? It's a shame because that that is better than what it is, uh, to be fair. <laughs> That's so true in life. <laughs> yeah. so um, now do a mazel tov. <laughs> <laughs> my hands are on my head. <laughs> do you know what? I'm doing special actions. <laughs> we, all, we all have to do it. <laughs> mazel tov is completely right. Because she got married to him. Oh, oh, of course, priests can do happy things. I just associate them with the bad stuff. <laughs> Isn't that sad? And I yes. think it's terrible that for someone who's watched as much Love After Lockdown as I have <laughs> during this pandemic, that that wasn't my first assumption. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Is that show any good? Because I've seen adverts for it. Oh, and people I'm just rave like... about it. I haven't watched it. Is it really I don't know what to tell you. Because yes, but also no. Like all those pandemic shows that everyone's watched, like Tiger King, yeah. it's the worst thing ever, but also the best thing ever. Right. So, yeah, oh, that say, was the best thing ever. I didn't watch Tiger King. What? I mean, I was very <laughs> They're making a TV series of it and Kate McKinnon's going to play Carol Baskin, so that might draw you in. And What's also, funny about that is that there already was a TV series of it. I know. It was yeah. on TV. Oh, wow. That's also, crazy. apparently Nick Cage is going to play uh, your man. <gasps> yeah. Is he? That's yeah. amazing casting. That's Isn't so it? good. It's like, oh, should we try and find someone more bonkers than the uh, Tiger <laughs> King guy? Nick, can you, can, you, can you bring it back just a little bit? Just tone it down. <laughs> tone it down. Wow. And um, Maybe real best friends in Tiger King put a bit of sardine oil on the right shoe and then the left shoe. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's a very niche comment, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it is, but like, really understanding the, the Carol Baskin and the threats. are going to really enjoy that. They'll You're going to get tweets. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, why was she planning to get married to James? It is because she loves him. But is she pregnant? Oh, okay, we've got pregnancy. Any advance on pregnancy? Is no, he that's rich? That's where my head went. Is he rich? That's a good one. 
like does she like yeah Preg is excellent as well but like if, if she's Female if he's <laughs> if, if if he's got money and he's going to be put to death she gets the money right interesting okay about money okay his name is Fauntleroy yeah. Maybe just for those conjugal visits, right? I don't think you can... Yeah, she was just horny. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor's mind is in the gutter. Would when I'm horny, I grab a priest. <laughs> <laughs> Please get the government and God to sanction my sexual activities. <laughs> well, it was because Molly was the only witness to the attack. Now, by marrying Fontaine, <gasps> oh, she wouldn't testify. be able to testify against him. Because you can't testify against your own husband back in those oh, days. That's right. that's. I bet all the people listening at home are going to be like, "Why did no one say that? That was <laughs> that was a really good." I thought you were going to say, "I bet all the people at home are thinking I should have married that ex, <laughs> so that then I wouldn't have to testify against him." <laughs> um, yeah. So the two men were um, a priest and her brother, and they found James's cell window. He and Molly held hands through the bars, and the minister conducted a covert ceremony. Ceremony. Um, wow. Why do you think they, was, they were almost caught? They were almost caught. What happened there, do you think? I mean, maybe because there's a prison and three people <laughs> rocked up unexpectedly. Yeah. I mean, that's completely. Excuse bad. me, reception. Diane, did you walk away from reception again? <laughs> ah, the last oh. time, Diane. They were almost caught, but not caught. Yeah. Does well, that, they ran away before they got caught. Yeah, well, was it when he stamped on the glass and everyone shouted muzzle top? <laughs> <laughs> was it the traditional wedding march? Because it's really, really loud, not really subtle. Or did, yeah, maybe there was like another cellmate that had FOMO and they were like, can't believe you didn't invite me to your wedding, even though I'm right here. And then he started <laughs> shouting, God, they're getting married and they didn't even invite me. <laughs> but also if they have to do it covertly, how does it then legally, I mean, I don't know how things are working back then. Like, really, this is going to be legit? Yeah, what's this, this priest? Is he a disgraced priest? Why is he doing this? Well, this is a good question, isn't it? Because actually, like, generally you have to get married somewhere where it's legit. Um, but apparently back back in the day, this was, this was going to be okay if there was the priest there and they did the whole thing. Or if the prison was on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I think prisons probably count as... Um, Registr- registered places a, like because you have building. to perform yeah exactly and you have to perform different rites and rituals in prisons yeah. anyway yeah, you can marry someone in a prison and I've never heard and I have watched a lot of trash television <laughs> I've never heard of them coming out of prison and saying well now we have to marry again because it wasn't legal right yeah. yeah, you're right. I'm not an that expert. I am. An that expert. would be great to get married in a prison when neither of you are in prison, though. What a setting. Be like, hey, what a Vegas. metaphor. We could have done Vegas, but this is kind of more, you know, more gritty. I can dun, absolutely dun. guarantee that people have tried. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember definitely. back in the day when I was like a teenager, I used to play in the badminton league because, yeah, I guess I was cool, guys. <laughs> but like, what's we, your name, Fauntleroy? <laughs> but basically, we had to play um, badminton. Well, we didn't have to, but in the league, one of the people's courts was in the prison. You literally had to go into the prison and you play on the prisoners. It was like Camp Hill or something on the Isle Amazing. of Wight. Yeah, it was kind of insane because I was quite interested in prisons. I was like, 
whoa, we're going into the prison. I had to give my phone over just to play like a badminton Isle of Wight League so game. That is badass minton is what that is. Whose league was in the prison? Uh, Camp Hill B, I think they were called. <laughs> <laughs> but they weren't prisoners or anything. It was like, it was just a bunch of sort of like old women. It was like... Well, but bonkers. the prison had the best courts. Why? I don't understand. I, to this day, I don't know why I was in that prison. I love memories like this where you're like, I do not know why this happened, but I went <laughs> along with it because I was young. <laughs> Is that, you know, when you do something for the first time, like you join a new team somewhere and they do that thing of like, everyone say a really interesting fact about yourself. Hate it. <laughs> I played badminton in prison. Oh, God, <laughs> Hannah, really? Wow. Oh my God, I love it now. I didn't realise I had a good one. You've just given it to me. Yeah, that's brilliant. And also, if ever you play that game where you have to like say two lies and a truth or whatever, Mm -hmm. you can say you played prison in badminton and everyone will think, until they hear this podcast, they'll think you're lying. Yes, yeah. Oh God, this is going to pay dividends. This is brilliant. Drunk women solving crime. Do you remember what it's like being in your 20s? I sometimes look back at that period of my life and laugh just as much as I cringe. If you do the same, then you've got to watch Queenie, the new original series on Hulu. Who is Queenie? Queenie is a 20-something year old living in London. She's facing all the firsts. First major heartbreak, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through those mommy issues. Can she turn her quarter-life crisis into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Definitely. The new series Queenie is now streaming on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So apparently what happened is that Molly kept kissing his hands and crying. She was being really loud. But also her brother had to put her on his shoulders for the whole of the ceremony. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's, that's a religious tradition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but it was because the, the yeah the window was like high, so the only way they could touch was if she was on his shoulders. And he was just like, "You have to get down. This is so heavy." They managed to pull pull her away. And the next day, uh, the constable at Marion in Virginia got wind of the ceremony and was so disgusted by being outsmarted. What do you think he did? Did he go to the prison with two backup dancers? <laughs> We've got backup dancers. Anyone else? Did he? somehow pass a law saying that any marriages in a prison don't count. Okay. Use the law against them. Yeah, more sensible answer, actually. (laughs) I probably should have given it a slightly more than 30 seconds of thought. Did he report the priest and try to... Oh, delegitimize it. Yeah, I can think of the word. Is it defrock? Yeah, yeah. Get him struck off. Defrocked off. Did he say that the brother would have to testify? The prison mate. Okay. Well, apparently, according to this, he took to his bed where he almost slipped into a coma. Had he caught flu off the previous people? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I had him as vengeful. What a tough-ass constable. Like, oh, I need to lie down. Was it man (laughs) flu? It may have been. But yeah, he was just so like, he literally just 
just went home and went to bed and was just so pissed off. Oh, you know. I mean, we've all felt like that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I wish that was like a legitimate way of dealing with a problem. Do we know then? Did this guy get let off eventually? Like, how do we yeah, know? Yeah, does their plan work? Um, I'm not sure, but I assume it does because there was no other witnesses and she can't testify against him. Um, wow. Yeah, but well, again... What happened to the guy who got attempted murdered? Because attempted murder isn't murder. Yeah, he's still Presumably he survived. Yeah. Yeah, he did survive. He did survive. So it's, I mean, it's its hard to say. I don't know. I don't know what actually happened in the end, but... <laughs> this is like lost. Imagine this. Imagine the wife, sorry, passing the guy who survived the murder. I'm just picturing the eye, the awkward eye contact he'd make because he'd be like, you were there. <laughs> yeah. What a weird law though, isn't it? That like, yeah, can't testify against your husband. I, I guess that's just to protect men, I suppose. I mean, can you testify against your wife? Is this equal opportunities, stupid? Do you know what? I, well, I always thought it was that you can choose not to. It's not that you cannot. It's that it affords you. Right, um, by law. Yeah, the right not to. Okay. I feel like this is important information we should get at school. <laughs> you, know, you know when they do sex ed and you learn all different stuff about relationships I think yeah. you should learn whether you can testify against your partner yeah yeah we, we need to know once and for all yes yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I'm starting kids to get tested know right how now. to testify yeah. we need to know about consent and also can you testify <laughs> guys we're getting back on the love bus toot toot this time we're in Vegas honk, honk. it's getting more <laughs> urgent you see <laughs> that's a good noise it's, it's eighteen and we've got two men in love with the same woman. Tale as old as time. Uh, so we've got an American guy and a Mexican guy, and the guy from Mexico said to the American that he was from a nation of cowards. So this was a kind of what well, he said. The American was from a yeah. nation of yeah. So the Americans from a nation of cowards. So there was a lot of beef between these guys. They were in love with the same women. They had oh, okay. been insulting each other. So they've got to have a fight. Um, but because they've been taunting each other so much. Um, their fight went a bit crazy. So straight up, what do you think this fight entailed? And I'll give you a clue. It involved animals. Jousting? Jousting. Oh, like a cock fight? Okay. But not as you think. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a cock fight. <laughs> but, you know, metaphorically. I mean... <laughs> Was it bears? <laughs> Was it bears? Why not? Bears. Are... Actually, was it kangaroos? Because they are brilliant fighters. That's a good, that's a good point. Yeah, if you've got a fight and you've got some animals, kangaroos can box. Is that right? I... Yeah, box I'm... and kick. Okay. And I keep designing the best testicle necklace in my head. So if I space <laughs> out, it's just because I'm trying to get the design just right. Because I really might launch this. Anyway. Or, or also, I suppose... I'm could, sticking with cock My fight. jousting is still in the mix, I think. Jousting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what it is. In Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you more of a clue. Um, so basically, one man said to the other that they wanted them to join him in a darkened room. And it all goes a little bit, I'm a celebrity. What do you think was in the darkened room? Bats. Or was it bears? Bats, bears... <laughs> I love this. It sounds like Arya in Game of Thrones when she learned to fight when she was blind. Okay. 
I just want you to know I would totally watch this if it was on any freebie channel. <laughs> well, I mean, it's rats. Like, I'm going to change it to rats. Rats. Okay. Mm. And do you remember in Hook? Did you ever see Hook? Um, yeah. And there was the boo box. Do you remember the boo box? And like men would be put in, pirates would be put into the boo box. I actually don't remember. I watched like five it. minutes of Hook. I it kind of blew. I mean, I've seen it loads of times, but not recently. I didn't memorize it. I didn't know it was going to be a test. <laughs> um, I'm going to be bringing up a lot of 90s children's films. I hope you don't mind. Boo box, um, so it's scary. So basically, it was a room of tarantulas and scorpions. <gasps> Damn it, I was going to say spiders. Wow. There you go. There you go. Um, so... So what, they fight each other while surrounded by spiders? What, how is this? Well, this is the thing. It wasn't quite clear, but they go into a darkened room. And I think basically the idea is it's, again, it's the I'm celebrity thing. It's who can sort of stay in there longest without Right, because they'd be calling each other cowards. Oh, yeah. So this yeah. was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, no one wanted to be seen as a coward. They've so they were cussing like, each other out. Yeah, it's been like everyone else will say, take it outside. And I'm saying, take it inside. Yeah. With the spider and scorpion. House. Yeah, yeah. They Straight trash, to London Zoo. Trash talking, but can they do trash walking? <laughs> I just love how elaborate it is as well. It's just like, just have a punch up or something. Just like, do that rather yeah, than. Like yeah, like who set it up? Right. Is this a thing? Or how, did many, they come how up easy with it? is it to get hold of that quantity? Yeah, how of bored are these people? Tarantulas. Yeah, you'd have time to cool off. You'd be like, it's the kind of thing you'd say, like, yeah, fuck it, let's do that. And then by the time you've yeah, by the time the you're tarantula. in the old, your adrenaline's gone, you're like, oh, wait, I said I do what? Yeah, that well, is the level of effort that the people who defrauded me. Did not <laughs> exactly, exactly. But also, if you're okay with it for five minutes, you're probably going to be okay with it indefinitely. So the thing that's going to get you out isn't that you're scared. It's going to be like, I'm really hungry. Like, is it even going to be the... Yeah. And also, right. did they have the things with the stars screwed on them that they had to get for dinners <laughs> later? Yeah, exactly. They got they got some food in the pub later. How many the meals for the camp? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, basically, um, they went in there, and within a few minutes, the Mexican guy was screaming that he was bitten, he was dying. So the doors were opened, and he ran out and fell to the floor. So, do you think he'd actually been bitten? If not, what do you think had actually bitten him? Was it the other guy? Okay, we've got the other guy. I mean, I love the idea that there was just a fly in there <laughs> who who bit him. He ran out because of a fly. Yeah, a fly, Katie. So he genuinely appears to feel something, and there might be an explanation that it's something else, mm. but not a spider or a scorpion. Was he bitten by the racism of the day? Because this story does have that air of. This sounds like an American man story. Like, this guy called me a coward, so guess what I did? I put him in a box of bugs and he ran out. Yeah. He hadn't been bitten. Oh. Did, was it radioactive, whatever bit him, and did he become a superhero? <gasps> Spider-Man. Very important question. Spider-Man's yeah. origin story. Maybe there were some candles and some wax fell on him and it felt like a bite. Okay, well, it was, yeah, this is the thing. This is why I like um, asking questions like this, because the thing is, the answer is that he scratched himself on a nail on the wall and he thought, oh shit, that was a spider bite and he panicked. And like, oh. but I, I love the sort of like the explanations you guys come up with. They're great. And also he should have just reached out and unscrewed the, the, and unscrewed the staff for the dinner. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then he would have had a nice, a nice meal. 
Um, and one, I mean, I guess got to keep the girl because women are property, I suppose. And yeah, I she, there was a girl involved in all this. Like, how did we get with like, these bugs? Do you think she's there watching them going, oh my God, you screamed less. I really have to have you now. Like, what's that? I know. I know. Is she in on this or is she like, Oh, I didn't even know. I love a man that can take bugs crawling on his face. Mm. (laughs) Mm -mm. Um, This is is so hot that you both put in a box full of spiders for me. (laughs) Exactly. It's like the minimum I would expect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this this is what we should do. That can be the next lesson in schools. Consent, whether you can testify, would your potential partner (laughs) sit in a box full of spiders for you? I mean, it's a, not a traditional part of a Jewish courtship, but we could <laughs> pretend. <laughs> um, so the love bus is now stopped at some traffic lights in Victorian England in Lancashire. Traffic lights weren't actually invented until 1912. Big up 1912. Nice. Um, <laughs> but I've picked the love bus now, so I'm, I'm sticking to that. Um, so we've got a married couple, Mary and Solomon, and uh, they don't have a great relationship. Now, in Victorian Britain... You had to be pretty rich to get a divorce and it's not readily, readily available to everyone. And um, So what do you think people did, specifically husbands, if they couldn't afford a divorce? What do you Was th- it beheaded, beheaded, <laughs> <Yeah>. something? <laughs> what was it? Yeah, it was beheaded. Oh, I can't remember it. Divorce, died. behead, died. Divorce, behead, survive. I mean, that sounds as accurate as anything I'm, I can I'm guess. I'm correct, I swear to God. I reckon Solomon <laughs> did the crowdfunding of his day. I bet that he would plead his case to as many mates as he could <laughs> and be like, if you just each throw in a tuppence or whatever it would have been like eventually I'll have enough she's a nightmare look at her and he'll be like you gave all that money to Nigel for his climbing of Everest right you know to Eric for his skydiving like and mine is really worth more yeah Paul did the three peaks challenge this is just as important (laughs) honestly that should be a sketch (laughs) Um, but like so so divorce is expensive so it's just got to be cheaper than divorce. It could still be extravagant, like he buys a second home okay. or he just goes traveling. Like, <laughs> Do you not just like have affairs? Yeah. I've just, heard that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of this too. <laughs> what is this affair you speak of? Or is he visiting sex workers? Okay. Was he doing that anyway? Is that why the marriage is so d- disgruntled? That's not a word for marriage, is it? <laughs> Disrepair? Whatever. Did he, I was trying to make something out of this and it is a cul-de-sac. So I'm going to reverse out of it right now. Um, I was going to try and say about, did he marry her? And then say he couldn't testify against her, but it was, it was going nowhere. <laughs> oh, I like I it. Appreciate no, you know the effort? It's harder to do callbacks when I'm going to different, uh, you know, different crimes. So yeah. I appreciate the thought. I made an effort, but it was, it was too much. And also <laughs> a lot of drinking. <laughs> Well, it was an old English custom of wife selling. What? Yeah. This is a oh thing God. that... Why am I shocked? I know, I'm like, right? My jaw dropped and then it's like, really? And also I've said, what? About eight times in this show so far. <laughs> so, I mean, edit out a couple maybe because it's not interesting. But wife selling. Wife selling, not even swapping, selling. Yeah, it's worse, right? Um, yeah, husbands would offer up their wives for auction to the highest bidder. Oh, boy. Um, so sometimes these would take place in the town square. Um, 
but to add insult to injury, in the case of Solomon and Mary, um, it was in the house they shared together. So he just did the auction at the house. Nice. Oh, I did people round. I'm having a thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're having to do. Yeah. BYOB. He, he makes Should I make a catering? salad? No, Mary, don't make a salad. <laughs> He's like, make good snacks because that'll count. <laughs> yeah. Did she know? Like, was it a surprise or was this a shock? That's she the did same kn- thing. She did shock. know. Arc. And I believe she was uh, not enjoying the, the uh, marriage just as much as he was. Uh, oh, so, so she might have thought, like, I'm going to get a better option like this could be a win-win for both of us yeah yeah a little bit actually um is there an auctioneer <laughs> i guess i'm yeah, just picturing like and thing? we got 125 125 for mary 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 very good she's got nice hips childbearing hips 125 do i have 127 this is so effed up yeah i know it is up. it is yeah. so what do you think someone someone did buy her what do you think they bought her for was it 1.1 million pounds? <laughs> yeah, it was a decent proposal. In today's money, Hannah? Oh, no, in yesteryear's money, actually. Yesteryear's money. What's yeah. the currency? There's some groats, I oh, can tell geez. you that. Groats. <laughs> I mentioned groats today, and really? my son did not believe that they existed. We had quite a big argument about it. I, I said, I'm not into um, centimetres and the metric system. I would like to go back to groats. And he was like, you're making that word up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I literally only learned about it from our podcast about like two months ago. Oh, same. Really? Yeah. They were made in Birmingham. Groats. Yeah. He also thought I made up the word avuncular. No, that means an uncle, right? Wasn't, she was married to Trump, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it means like uncle-like behaviour. Yeah. So right. like, oh. which which can vary. That can vary. Yeah, to <laughs> say the least. Creepy or taking you to a football match. <laughs> Do you know, I, I didn't know what the word avuncular meant. So this is, yeah, this is great. Having fun and we're learning. Yeah, we're yeah. laughing. And we're I learning. think you're welcome. Somebody paid. Yeah, wait. What are what are it's some of the pence. coins at the time? Pence. pence. Okay, so I was going to say four pence. Okay, four pence. Any advance? Or any advance on four pence? And we got four pence for Mary, Mary, Mary. Quite contrary. <laughs> I'm her just cooking may vary. Around this, this has just entered the realms of the animal case for me now. So five pence. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to say seventy-five pence. I okay. think she she deserves more. Do you know what, Telly? You've got it spot on. It was 4D, which was four pence. I have Um, bought some wives in my day. It's time you knew. Who (laughs) buys her? Was she in the sale? This is the the thing. So Solomon also wanted to throw in three other things into the bargain. What do you think they were? Oh, it's stuff he wants to get rid of. So it's like, um, you know, that acupuncture mat that he never uses? (laughs) (laughs) Foot spa. Yeah. Yes. The treadmill. Yeah, juicer. <laughs> that jumper that he doesn't like. Are we just listing things we've bought over lockdown? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Poor cleaner. Guys, you'll be pleased to know Some three children. Children, children. children. I know, I know. This is uh, yeah. You know what? We're being quite judgmental because we don't know how annoying those children were. It's very true. Yeah. <laughs> Poor um, whatever this guy's name is. Um, the buyer objected uh, and the three kids were left with uh, the father. Um, apparently oh Mary, God. yeah, Mary was kind of thrilled to be leaving her husband. She was kind of like, this is fine. So yeah, the last question is, who do you think the buyer was? Some pervy old man that wants to fuck her with no kids around. Okay. 
Was it her correct. husband's best friend? Oh, <gasps> husband's best friend. That would okay. be a good full circle. <gasps> it would feel really nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> Who was it? The fact you're even asking that. It's either a very good friend or it's something creepier. Yeah, it's someone within the community. Like it's Was it Jack McKenna? Or was it Jack McKenna? Was, was it, it a, like the vicar or something? Writing was it everything a down. Killer? It was their next door neighbour. Oh, really? that's very interesting. One. When you think about how, if they're in a terrace, I don't mm. know if they are, you can hear a certain <laughs> amount from your neighbours. So it was, in a way, quite an informed decision. I think. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. She sounds good for me. I'd like and to give that a go. <laughs> if my husband sold me to the neighbour, I would be extra loud in bed as soon as I swapped over. He'd be like, oh, I've never, literally never been. <laughs> also, you know, then I guess she still gets to see the kids. Yeah. yeah. Is this just like some mad fucking ceremony? Because in those days you weren't allowed to just be like, oh, you know, I'm taking up with this guy now. So they had to pretend to do this whole big, oh, look, we've legally sanctioned women are property. Here's how we have to do it. But actually, everybody was quite happy with the whole thing. They just had to pretend because you're not allowed to choose your own path. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, were they carrying on before this occurred? Yeah. Was there like a whole plan? Like, and they all just had to like, they're all in on it. This will make everyone happy, but you can't be seen to be fucking each other's neighbours. So they've got to like, lay it on be like oh yeah she's property <laughs> but then actually she's happy I'm I just clean like but have you been auctioned oh good girl yeah we need this in writing because you're not in charge of your body I want to know how Solomon spent the money yeah about four pence um, he got 17 oranges he got, and a, he got new a really tractor. good haircut and then went out dancing to meet his new beau. <laughs> he got a foot spa and he never used it. <laughs> yeah. And so the love bus is almost at the depot now, or depot, as I'd been calling it up to the bus. I'm not sure we can even call this a love bus. <laughs> this is a depressing bus. You said depot till a year ago? Yeah, you know, when you That's just great. never. <laughs> <laughs> never, oh yeah, never. I love I love the stuff that just the stuff you've never said out loud. Yeah, but that's like, nice because it's like a blend of English and American. <laughs> there you go, it's perfect. Um, I'm still terrified to say GIF or GIF, whichever one it is. GIF. What for the the computer? The yeah, phone thing? for a GIF. It's you GIF, right? I I once GIF. read a meme that said you should never laugh at somebody who mispronounces something because it means they learnt it from reading. Do you know where I learned that? From Neighbours, where <laughs> Robinson, years ago, uh, he married twins, not at the same time. He didn't have to auction oh, anybody. Yeah. But they, their real names in real life, the actresses, were, um, or still are, I imagine, Gail and Gillian. And she was called Gillian because the mum had only ever seen the name written down. Oh, oh wow. I'm like a wealth of very useful facts. When the apocalypse happens, I'm going to be like the sage that everyone comes to, the the wise woman. (laughs) That's amazing, Gillian. Like, because I assumed it was a guy. I assumed that Gillian was just a name for like a guy called Gil, but like it's it's Gillian. Wow, that's amazing. True story. Oh, nice. And Hannah, you might have children someday, so might I suggest Depot? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and Gillian for their middle name 
<laughs> Problem is, like, I love a dare, so I definitely would call it <laughs> Depot Gillian George. <laughs> Rachel, is your middle name Alice? <laughs> Wait. Close, but not quite. Okay. <laughs> Been holding that in a long Amy! time. Amy! Do you know, I think I look like an Amy, but I'm not. Okay. Yeah, we're almost at the Depot. So some quick fire <laughs> wedding questions. Um, the white wedding dress trend started in 1840. Before then, brides the apparently... What, si- the what started in So like wearing a white wedding dress. Oh, oh yeah, okay. okay. That started apparently in the 1840s. What was it before that? Uh, before then, brides simply wore their best dress. Just the best dress they had didn't have to be white. Who do you think started that trend? You'll know oh, See, I always thought it was Queen Victoria, so now I'm... Well, it was. It, so was it? you're completely oh. right. <laughs> that would have been my guess. But I was second guessing myself in case because she was also Christmas trees, I think. Mm. Yeah. She yeah. brought in so much shit. Normalizing. I just always forget how long she stuck around. I'm like, did it go back then? Yeah, yes, there was no wow. Netflix. Like they had to make their own entertainment. Yeah. She normalized like getting with your cousin. 1936 which... to 1901 or sorry, 1836 to 1901 or something like that. Bonkers, right? Yeah. Bonkers. Yeah. So that was her. Um, so another quick fire wedding question. Traditionally, the bride stands on the groom's left side during a Christian ceremony. Why is that? Why is it the left side? Is that because your their left hand side is your weaker arm? So like <laughs> just so you won't be tempted to slap her. Oh. <laughs> Because it does seem to be quite an aggressive time with selling people. It might as well be Spider scorpion fights. Whatever Just for today, you're almost safe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let me hit you with my weak arm. Do you know what? It's like how shaking hands, because it's something to do with when you shake hands with someone, you're putting your strongest hand out. So your weaker hand is the only one that could grab your weapon. And I, that's not a euphemism that's a thing no yeah no that's like an act of yeah yeah and absolutely you're spot on because once upon a time <gasps> the groom needed his right hand free to fight off other suitors apparently so it oh, was wow. it was because your right arm Jesus Christ is a better <laughs> arm and I'm just to trying to buy into the vibe of the era that's what yeah, yeah, yeah. you are spot on but also how much more interesting would weddings have been it should have been me I was going to tell Hannah that like that's very commonplace even today and if it doesn't happen you should probably feel (laughs) not so great about yourself that happened at my parents wedding what What? like genuinely stop saying what I just said what (laughs) someone had a reason to interrupt the wedding at the moment where they said is there any reason why this man shouldn't be marrying this woman a guy ran in said I (gasps) should be marrying her today shut the fuck up my mum didn't know him didn't know who he was at all apparently he'd done it a couple of times before yeah I know right was it a practical joke or was it a guy who just hung around the the church to do that for hilarious reasons I think he had a few problems I don't think Uh, he was yeah he'd done it he'd done it before the George family needs to stick to that story and that's fine Jill George's secret dies with this it'd be amazing if he just kept doing it until one day like the wife had been waiting for an excuse to get out of this wedding and she's like yes I'm sorry I love him there's nothing I can do I never thought you'd want me yeah if that happened and then she was like okay great let's do it and he'd be like what yeah yeah and also like back in the I mean god they got married in the thing in the 70s or something and like um you had to used to have to like um, record the ceremony, so you'd have you'd, so there's a cassette of it, so you can hear it. Happening. Oh my god! Because sometimes oh, I'm always really at my cool. dad's. Sort of like, I feel like he sometimes like 
makes the stories bigger. And I'm like, did a guy cough at that moment or something like that? <laughs> but yeah, genuinely. That, so you've like, heard it. Oh, that's wild. That's so great. I know it's mad because it's one of those things you're like, oh, I don't want that to happen. But what a story. What a yeah. story. Yeah. Um, I would like to sort of- know the origin of asking that question. Was it a, yeah, like did it originate in Christian weddings in particular? Was it a legal thing for somebody to go like, they're brother and sister? Like, do you know what I mean? Like how far back does that question well, they're go? they were already married. You're right. Yeah. Beg me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but do you know what? I don't know, but that's an interesting question. Um, I like to make Google lists before I go to bed, so... <laughs> Please do go. WhatsApp us all later. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, I will. I will. <laughs> and by that, I mean everyone that listens as well. So just give <laughs> us your numbers and we will yeah, get back to you. Um, so yeah, that brings us to the end of the wedding and love themed, which is more depressing than I thought it would be. But thank you, everybody. We did very well. So here's to hopefully not getting jilted at the altar. Cheers, guys. Oh, cheers. Cheers. Honk, <laughs> honk. Drunk women, so I would like to do our uh, patron shout outs before we get to the listener crime, if that's all right. As always, it's hard to come up with a theme. And then I was like, I'm going to do some spoken word. So here we go. They say you get back what you give, however you live. It's called karma. But then again, if you change the M to an N, you get karna. Thank you, Karna, for giving. We will try to give back in return what you've earned as a patron. That was incredible. That was really good. Choose your body of water, son or daughter. Would you feel a shiver jumping in a river? Or what if you swim smaller scale? Don't need a fishtail. It's babbling. Take a look at Jemima Estabrook. Thanks, Jemima. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed my rhyma. Next, who likes magic? Doesn't have to be tragic. Rabbits and hats, women sawn in half. They don't have to be like that. All you need is up your sleeve. Thank you for your magic, Genevieve 5C. What's the 5C for? Is that your apartment door? Or did autocorrect make a dent in your attempt? Either way, we say, hey, thanks again. Do I sound like Christopher Walken? Names that go forward can sometimes go back. Names just like Eve or Hannah, in fact. I find these beautiful names wherever I roam, in the sweet land of the palindrome, which is not a palindrome itself that's always bothered me and I've never had an opportunity to say. Thank you, Anna, for letting me vent. You're a palindrome and I'm so glad that you went and joined up on Patreon. It brings us such bliss. By the way, Anna's last name is Smith. That's it for this time. Join the club with a twist of lime. Patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Wow. Five stars, the Scotsman. (laughs) That'd be a first. Mate, that was beautiful. Everything. Thanks, patrons. Yeah, brilliant. Um, so yeah, we've got just enough time for a listener crime. So I chose this one uh, because two people in it end up getting married. So I thought, oh, links to the theme. It is not romantic in the slightest. Here oh. goes. <laughs> Did they <laughs> marry each other? They do get married. Dear drunk women, as a student, I lived in a house with three other people. I eventually got together with one of them, who is now my husband. The other housemate, my best friend at the time didn't really like this and it led to a big falling out. So all of us were not talking for several months. One best friend, a boy or a girl? Oh, good question. I could tell you because she's she's put the suspects in a list and I just (laughs) can't read them all out. Is Um, there a picture of them standing with their heights and... 
<laughs> yeah, right, right. The housemate was female, a 23-year-old fashion marketing student and type okay. 2 diabetic. She's gone into too much detail here. Um, <laughs> there's a fourth housemate, a 27-year-old fella working as an architect and then her and her husband. Okay. So now you'll hear about what the crime was. One day I discovered a monstrous shit in the toilet. It was an absolute beast. It was so bad that it just wouldn't flush. I knew for a fact that it wasn't me or my husband because we would have proudly taken responsibility for creating such a diabolically large turd. Several days passed where nobody took responsibility for it. As we weren't on speaking terms, we were communicating via passive-aggressive notes stuck on the bathroom door. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, we managed to clear it. My housemate claimed she had poured bleach on it and that did the trick. But I'm pretty sure I slayed the beast by pouring a bucket of water on it when it was flushing. Help me settle this once and for all. Who did the I monstrous mean, bleach, shit? Bleach presumably would have just cleaned it. Yeah, like, I don't get the logic of that for, like, an actual, <laughs> an actual shit. Who did it? Who managed to defeat it? Me or my former best friend? That is from Kia. So, so we we've got a male architect mm-hmm. and then the female friend who doesn't like that she's marrying the other roommate. Yeah, and then we've got her and her husband. And we're, and we're taking her word on... I feel like, you know, maybe the bleach loosened it and then her in the bucket got rid of it. Okay. Teamwork. Yeah. So this is like the pickle jar, Katie. Yeah. (laughs) I loosened the lid. (laughs) I think maybe the husband did do it and Mm. just like double down low. Yeah. 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 And maybe the best friend was right all along and he's a wrong and he doesn't admit when he's done a floater. Oh, Kia, you might have made some bad life choices here. Oh, boy. I think if it floated, it would have been less less of an issue. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) What was it? I looked into the other day why certain poo floats. Like, you know, because you're like, why sometimes does poo float and sometimes it doesn't? And you were pleased. I mean, that's a podcast, isn't it? (laughs) Fat, it's because fat floats. So the fattier, the higher the fat content, this is disgusting, but it will float the higher the fat content. Yeah. Right. That's fascinating. Which is why they say that it's not great if your poo floats all the time. But it's fine. Is sometimes, everyone thinking? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm suddenly going like, oh shit, I'm going to maybe go vegan for a bit because I'm. <laughs> Do you know what? And I could be wrong. I'm like, do you know when you were saying, like, you just come up with these things, like gold rush? Like, I have no idea where my little fat shit fact came from there. So it could be completely wrong. <laughs> it sounded very scientific to me. I believe yeah. you. It sounds right. It sounds Shit right. conviction. Um, I think she wants us to say it's the friend. Yeah. But that makes me think it really, it's not. And it's interesting as well, the way she put, we would have proudly taken responsibility. Now, I think that's something you do a few years into a relationship if you both find that sort of stuff funny. But at the beginning, this is when they'd first met at uni, they weren't even together. And I think that, would they have proudly taken, if they were kind of courting at that point, would they have taken responsibility? Yeah. Oh, I thought they were already married. I thought this was like, we were at uni, we got married, and then we still had our housemates and it was orcs. Ah, no, the, the marriage came later, I believe. Right. Mm. So, so that's a whole different reflection. No, complexion. Yeah, um, I think you can everything. bring in the like proud shit sharing way too soon. That'll kill a relationship. I'm just trying to think at what point in my relationship Rich started trying to call me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good question. Was it? it was like, there was, I think in the early days, he'd say something. <laughs> I, like, I think he'd say something like, 
Oh, that's an amazing one. I mean, don't come in, but if you like, he'd sort of like be like, oh, you know, I'd, I'd want to show you it was amazing. Or I'm going to blow your mind. Go on. And pl- please pass this information on to your lovely husband. Um, there's a website called Rate My Poo. Oh. And you take a photo of your masterpiece I think is the way they would approach it and you upload it onto the website I don't think it still exists I'll be honest I haven't checked it recently but someone in my family told me about it at some point and you upload it and then people you know (laughs) like it or dislike it you know thumbs up thumbs down give you a percentage give comments feedback yeah (laughs) do you know what I literally that is like I'm so nostalgic for that website because I remember when we first like got the internet in my school like that was the website that went around and everyone was like, oh my fucking God. Oh, so this? it's really yeah. old. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it was old. like, it, I mean, I would love, I mean, part of me doesn't want to go to it now, but I'd love to know if it still existed. Because... So millennials have, we want plates and it's just, yeah. you know, when food is served on a shovel or in a Petri dish or whatever. And, you know, back in the day we had Rate My Poo. Oh, wow. I love that. I love that the internet starts and people are like, what should we do with this wonderful gift? <laughs> I think it was her husband or her husband-to-be or her as yet unknown that he would be See, her husband's I, husband. I don't think it was her husband. I like, it's a good, it's, we shouldn't rule him out and it's good to suspect him. But I just feel like at this point he'd have said, oh, that was me. Like, because yeah, once you make a thing about it that it wasn't you, I mean... Like, he'd, fi- he'd find it funny now. To, like, if he's that proud of his poos, He'd find it hilarious to go, do you remember three years ago, seven years ago, whatever it was, that was me that did that shit. He'd find it really funny. So if he hasn't come forward, it probably wasn't him. So it, What if it was a visitor? I mean, this is college. People are coming around. We had a guy, a friend of a friend, like he always did his shits at our place. I don't know what it was. Like he would just relax the most. Actually, I've had friends. <laughs> no toilet paper that. in his place. Yeah. Yes. We did always have a fresh roll, Rachel. You are spot on. I so maybe it was a visitor you. and it wound everybody up, broke up a lot of friendships. Yeah. Or a ghost. A Ooh. ghost. I would go to rate my ghost poo. I would never visit the other site. <laughs> <laughs> rate my ghost poo is just people going, it definitely wasn't me, but look at this. Like, that all <laughs> floats. Yeah. I like, I'd love to know the vent. There's people on this rate my poo show show website <laughs> that would be oh, like, yeah I, oh, I bet that exists I yeah, exists. Oh, is that <laughs> um, but like but this website I would like to know the Venn diagram of the people that are actually parents that have done potty training because I bet it's people that have like once you've potty trained you're bored of poo like it's not exciting like I feel like I don't know I might be wrong I'd be interested in another Venn diagram anyway <laughs> Which of us are you expecting to investigate that? <laughs> well, I mean, if somebody listening knows the algorithms, get in touch. <laughs> um, uh, oh, I wonder I who, feel- I bet whoever like founded RateMyPoo.com is probably like some kind of tech billionaire now mm, or something. Because yeah. if you can be doing that stuff so early on in terms of a... It's yeah, we're, Musk, we're, isn't it? we're talking about it yeah. now, yeah, right, in 2021, and they must have started in '97 or something. I mean, it's amazing audience engagement. 
Yeah, it yeah. is. It's incredible. The, long, the longevity of shit is amazing. Um, um, who are the other suspects? So it's the best friend who's a lady and then the other guy is a boy? The architect. Yeah. Is he a boy? Was he the architect of this colossal dump? That's what we right. Yeah. I was about to ask that because if it was... I mean, it had stability and staying power, which is what you want from an architect's design. Yeah. Did, did he eat how he planned? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, Kia? I hope this has helped because <laughs> I'm I'm now going. It was the architect because he's done such a sturdy poo. Oh goodness me! This podcast, eh? Um, <laughs> yeah, structural integrity. <laughs> Um, Maybe that was his final thesis. (laughs) And you know something, this doesn't make sense because you can bleach whatever you want in a building, like nothing will happen to it, but a drop of water can make its way through a rock. Oh, it's true. Well, there we go. Well, like I say, Kia, I think we've probably closed the door on a, um, a part of your life, a toilet door. On a part of your life that... Um... I, I like that we've... With what Rachel just said, we've combined poop with science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what oh. we're here for. It's very highbrow now. <laughs> That's what happens when you bring me on. <laughs> well, actually... It gets all... very intellectual. <laughs> all that we have time for now is to say, Rachel, what are you up to? Tell us where we can find you. What What are you doing next? Yeah. Tell us everything. yeah. Ah, thank you very much for asking. Uh, You can find me on social media at Rach Krieger. You can find me on my website, rachelkrieger.com. You can listen to my podcast with Philip Simon, which is called Jew Talking to Me. That is Jew and it's no G on the end of talking, which my mum finds very annoying. That's jewtalkingtome.com. And if you're listening to this before the 4th of July... My cancelled tour from 2020 has one rebooking of one of the venues. So I'm doing my show Hineni, uh, which was my 2019 Edinburgh show, and it got very nice reviews um, at the Hangar Farm Arts Centre on the 4th of July. So please, if you're in that vicinity, come and see that. Why not? See if I can remember the words after like about a century. Is that in Totten? Yeah, where is it? Have I gone mad? Where's the hangar? I think so. It's only if that. I remember correctly. Yes, it is in Totten because um, I was asked, would you go to Totten? And I'm so desperate to go anywhere and perform anything. And I was like, yes. And I didn't know if it was even in England. Um, <laughs> it's a really yeah. lovely art centre, actually. It's really nice. I've like, It um, looks nice on the website. But either way, I'm really excited and hopefully other places will do it. I have lots of little shows that I've been doing and things I've been doing online. Um, and I have one experimental online show, which I do now and then. So if anyone's listening and I'm doing it, you fancy coming along. It's called Just Ask Your Jewish Mother Already. That's its temporary name. And I answer questions that the audience puts to me. You can send them in advance. You can ask them then and there. It's improvised. And I also give you some of my personal wisdom, which you've heard a lot of through this show. So I'm sure you'd be desperate, yes. desperate to hear more. Yeah, so come and join in. That's quite fun. Eventually, it's going to be a show called Ultimate Jewish Mother. But I feel that's the title I have to earn. <laughs> Amazing. So what, that's a work in progress that you're working at. It is a work in progress. Fine. Yeah, and it's, I like it because it's sort of about 75, 80% improvised just based off the questions that people yeah. throw at me. What kind and of questions do you fun. get? 
Oh, I've had everything. I've had like relationship questions. I've had yeah. food questions. Okay. I've had nonsense questions. And I try and make the answers entertaining. You know, I've had like about childcare. And uh, yeah, the thing, my theory is that Jewish mothers, and I don't think you have to be Jewish to be a Jewish mother. I think it's a personality type. <laughs> but uh, that we have the an answer for anything. Certainly from my experience of having one and being one, um, <laughs> we have got an answer for anything. So it's quite interesting. And for the next show as an experiment, I'm going to go head to head for an audience question with a Catholic friend. <gasps> oh my god! I think Catholic mothers have got a lot in common with Jewish mothers. <laughs> so we're going to see who uh, the audience feels answers that question best. And, oh my god! Yeah, maybe we're going to spark another. Well, hopefully not. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that should be really fun. Awesome. Oh, well, wow. all that remains for us to say is thank you for being with us. Rachel Thank, you. Rachel. thank you for having me. Oh, you know it's always really lovely to go on shows that you're a fan of. And I love this one and I listen to it. So this is really oh. fun. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.